0: Thank you. Thank you for being here today, sir. I want to let you uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Um, Introduce yourself. Introduce your business. Let us know what you're here. But basically, we're on Burn the Ship podcast. Um, Appreciate you being here. uh, Set the time for us. Um, This is where we come and we kind of pick the brain of some entrepreneurs that we want to learn from uh, and be more like in the future. So why don't you go ahead and give us a a brief introduction.
1: So I appreciate you having me on the show. 100% uh, honored, really. So uh Tersblissett here. Uh, I'm in Savannah, Georgia. I have um, two HVAC companies and a plumbing company and electrical company. And yeah, they do compete against each other. Um, <laughs> and it's it's a long story. I'll give a brief uh, kind of backstory on this on the two different companies. And one I started in 2014 uh, with a friend of mine, a business partner, and so we were going after property management companies. Low uh, low um margin high volume so we didn't we did a lot of calls a day and uh, we had really low average ticket prices but that was the clientele we wanted to serve and we did a really good job at it Uh, in 2017 i started a podcast service business mastery podcast and with that podcast a lot of people were asking me how do you start a business how do you start a service business because that's what it was kind of focused on was hvac companies plumbing companies that type of thing and so uh long story short 2018, I decided to start another business because we're kind of glutton for punishment there. (laughs) And uh, so I started, um, well, I, I began to start a company and then a friend of mine decided he wanted to get out of the HVAC industry and he said, well, why don't you purchase my company? And I was like, okay, that sounds good. I mean, at least I got a little bit to go on and I'm not, you know, going from, ground zero uh but then little did i know that there was so much about that company that had to be completely restructured that uh, i would have been better off starting off at ground zero so that's when i I purchased a company called icebound and then rebranded in 2020 uh, because 2020 was the perfect year to just january 1 let's rebrand and so rebuild a whole company um and um hindsight's 2020 i probably that's funny i probably (laughs) would have done it uh in 19, but, uh, I just want to start in January one, but honestly, it's been great. Uh, service emperor is the new company. And with that company, uh, we do, um, lower volume, but higher margins. And, uh, so the two companies are technically in the same spot and they're in the same and they're in Savannah together, but one goes after, um, property management companies. And the other one goes after, uh, more targets, the affluent, um, individuals.
0: Sure. Sure. It makes a lot of sense. So where did you get the, um, the plumbing and electrician for, did that happen before your, your second company or?
1: Yeah. So Tristar is the, that's the first company that we started together and we had plumbing and electrical in that also. Um, and so he has a construction company. And so, uh, and I say construction is more remodel company and, so when someone flips a, a apartment or a house, when someone moves out and someone else is getting ready to move in, uh, they just would call us. So it was like a one call, that's all type deal. And sure. you would just come in and we would replace the carpet, paint the house, do any electrical repairs, do any plumbing repairs and HVAC stuff. Um, and so I kind of came with that same concept over to Service Emperor. And so Service Emperor provides plumbing and electrical, but on a different level than, than Tristar does. Right.
0: Okay, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And what is your what is your background? So how did, how did you get into that, hey, I want to start the service industry business? How, how, where did that come from?
1: Uh, by mistake, actually. <laughs> I I went to school for- <laughs> By mistake en-
0: then or by mistake now? <laughs> <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I went to school for engineering. Uh, I was very blessed and honored being able to go to, through the, the G-TREP program, uh, Georgia Tech program through um, high school, actually. I was able to do it in high school also, and uh, where we got college credits while we were still in high school, and then um, went to school there. Um, and But then I, I I was working at a chemical plant. I worked there for a little over a year or maybe right at a year and I just really was like, this is not my cup of tea. And uh, just, I don't even know why. I just like, ah, let's find something else. And a friend of mine was in the air conditioning industry and he got me a job working for an AC company. And within two years I was service manager and then you know uh, ran that company for a couple of years. And it was right through the, um, through the middle of the recession and we were growing throughout the recession. So that was kind of an abnormal Thing going on there and so uh a lot of times i, I tell people that i'm more of like a, a wartime leader so when things are going rough that's whenever i really kick in right and things were starting to get really smooth with uh where i was at whenever i was running that place and um so i kind of got bored and it was just like oh, okay next let's do something else and I didn't really know that I wanted to start my own business, but I went to work for someone else for just a little bit. And I was like, if I'm going to rebuild this guy's whole company, why don't I just do it for myself? And then I did it and I was like, oh, this is like, this is legit. I won't go back to doing anything else now.
0: Right. And how do you so as far as your podcast goes, when you're kind of walking people into that, are, are these people that you're talking to? So, like, you're, you're talking to other owners of other service industry companies about how they got in, or you're talking to pers- people that are prospective about being in there, or you're just kind of talking no, to yourself? What no, no, no. So,
1: it's most of the people that we speak with, uh, they are experts in their own industry. So... We'll have a lot of marketing folks on, uh, people who talk about HR. So the whole target with the show is to kind of answer the unasked questions so that when you're going into business or maybe you've been in business for 10 years and you you kind of like, man, this this is more difficult than I realized. Um, I don't even know anything about HR. I'm really good at, at repairing air conditioning units. So like if you're really good at fixing AC units, the natural step for most people is to think, okay, I'll be a really good boss. I'm going to be a really good business owner. And it's, it's not the case. It's they're two completely different things. And so my whole goal with that show is to say, Hey, look, you know, Think about this lawyer, this banker. So we've had people who, um, like a uh, Brandon Bolin with uh, Live Oak Banks, they they um, provide loans to people who are acquiring new new uh, companies, so acquisitions. And then uh, a couple of uh, my friends, Patrick Lang, who is a, a broker, a business broker, he came on like this is what you need to be doing to set it set up for selling your business and then purchasing businesses and that kind of thing. So I do have other business owners on the show from time to time but a lot of what i like to bring on is just uh, guys and gals who can really answer questions that we didn't even realize that we were supposed to be asking
0: sure sure that makes a lot of sense i mean it seems like you guys are providing a lot of value to your to your audience as well though and and you're well you're taking that i am a thought leader in my industry i kind of understand the problems of my industry and i apply those to um, the people around me and I want to provide value to those people we do the exact same things you yeah. know like my my company is emergent services company my company does electronic payments for all kinds of mm. different businesses and i have learned so much through my experience with these different business owners and that's really why we wanted to highlight it was like like over you know i've been doing this like almost 5 years so like mm. and we've been doing the podcast for like a year or something like that so like i had <laughs> basically 4 years of undocumented first hand learning from like a you know fly on the wall view of a bunch of different industries. Yeah. Like I've been around that baker that could bake you a serious cupcake. Like if you hung around mm-hmm. him long enough you would be super fat. But mm-hmm. can't run his business. You exactly. know what I mean? Like I've I've been around in all of those different areas. So that's really what we wanted to highlight was like we have all these people around us that are really awesome in their business, and not only are they really awesome in their business, they work really hard and they want—they have that thought process of, like, I want to help other people kind of achieve this as well. So I wanted to ask you this is, as you're creating this content, as you're kind of servicing these these people around you, you want to help people in there, you're kind of creating, you know, not necessarily some some competition you're you're more creating community you know you're you're yeah. creating a, a process where everybody goes to kind of lean on each other from one mm-hmm. thing or another so can you describe to me how that that and like the networking aspect of things kind of plays into your business like how, how does your business grow what what do you you know what what do you good use question. to continue to grow your business
1: yeah that's a really good question a lot of um a lot of the times i bring people on the show and it's easy for me to play it off. Like here, I'm answering these questions for you. I'm having this person, this expert answer these questions for you, but they're answering questions for me at the same time. You know what I mean? (laughs) And I'm able to get, gain access to people. I'd never be able to talk to. And I mean, like Mike McAllowitz, we've become friends. Uh, He wrote a a book called profit first, um, Mm -hmm. uh, fix this next. He's written a bunch of great books and I never would have been able to become friends with Mike without having the podcast. And so, uh, It's been great for, you know, my competition, a lot of people ask me this too, leading into your your question about, quote unquote, competition, listening to the show and stuff. They're going to steal these ideas from you. The biggest thing is, is they have to implement it. So like you can listen to the show all you like, but a lot of people are just aren't implementing the things that they're hearing. And when they do implement it, it's great because I have competition who are on the same page as me. Mm-hmm. Like we're pricing out things the same. We're similar. And that way, whenever I go and I talk to someone about a you know $8,000 system, air conditioning system, and then someone else is talking a $5,000 air conditioning system, we have to talk the difference in the $3,000. Whereas if they're priced correctly, then we should both probably be around the eight to $9,000 range. And then it's like, okay, now it's on our merit like we're selling based on our merits versus just the cost of the equipment. So honestly, if everybody, I, I would prefer that everybody did implement our pricing structures and right. our, you know, all of that stuff. Well, then you're so not I racing it, to the bottom. Exactly. That's exactly the thing. And um, one of the big things is a uh, culture. We share a lot about culture on the show and the, whenever I hire people, it's, we have so many people who are constantly applying for a job and we had this uh, a few weeks ago where an applicant applied for a job. Uh, he applied for a service tech position and he wasn't qualified for service tech. He knew he wasn't qualified for service tech, but he came on the the hiring event. So we have hiring events twice a week. They're zoom hiring events and nobody knows that it's a hiring event when they come on the show. So it's part, part of that is to see their reaction whenever they come on the screen. And so they, they get on the screen and there's 20 other people They're like, Whoa, <laughs> like, I thought this was a one-on-one hiring thing, and now it's twenty people on here. And the thing about it is, is
0: we'll have it's like business field day.
1: It is, and, and we'll have HVAC. I mean, we'll have HVAC service techs, plumbing service techs, salespeople, inside sales, outside sales, CSRs, our customer service uh, representatives, and dispatch. We'll have a the whole gamut of people on these these hiring events, and that's what I explained right off the bat so people don't just jump off because they're intimidated oh i'm on the wrong Uh, call yeah yeah yeah, not me this is not for me (laughs) no you probably still have one
0: every now and then it's like i don't care if this is a hiring (laughs) or not i'm out of here
1: (laughs) yeah we've had it before because uh we did one where it was predominantly sales people and outside sales and then this um this one guy, like we were going through everybody was like giving their background, their story, and it, it was a stellar mm-hmm. stacked group of people. Like they were had experience in air conditioning, all this other stuff. They knew financing, knew all these things. Every question we asked, because we don't ask a lot of questions, we only ask four questions, but uh, they were just they had the answers instantly. And this one guy was like, mm, "Yeah, I, I just can't hold, I, I can't hold a candle. Them yeah. guys are way better than me. I'm out." We're like. All right, cool. Well, we we appreciate you self selecting. Right. Uh, yeah. At the same time, I don't want that 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 person could have been a like a gym in the rough, you know. It's, it's well, just,
0: I, I would think the ob- I would think the opposite. I'm like, if they're gonna hire five of us, and somehow they accidentally circle my name on the list on accident, you know, it's like I'm gonna have four <laughs> rock star salespeople beside me that are gonna teach me. How exactly. to close deals. You know, that's what yeah. I am think. That, that's, but I'm just it, like, that's a sponge. Anytime you can be yeah. a sponge and just, like I was just telling the, the networking group we were on before this was our virtual networking call. All my sales acumen and sales flow and process and like how I walk people and the little things that I say to walk people through the process of closing the deal. It's like, I just stole all that from everybody else. Like yeah. I just heard somebody else say it at some point uh-huh. and I was like, I maybe can even say that better than they say it you know yeah. and so i just you're all just a smorgasbord of other people that you learn until you kind of invent your own thing
1: that's a, i mean i 100 percent agree and so with the hiring events we uh we had this one guy and he came on as a service tech and he said he had so much fun during the hiring event and he could tell our culture was really awesome that he doesn't care what the job is. He just wants the job with us. <laughs> and so I was like, that's really cool, man. I really don't have anything for you right now, but you are definitely on my list. And as soon as a position opens, you know, we'll bring you on as a as an, um someone who's training in, the, you know, training up to be a, a, a service tech or service expert. And so it's the culture is really good when you can have that whole stack of people who are just like, I don't care what position you put me in, just put me in a position. Uh, And that's, that's our target. That's where we we really want to go.
0: Sure. So one of those 10 commandments of sales is like, believe in your product, believe in your company. It seems like your, your product is definitely not only your, you know, ability to fix problems on an HVAC, plumbing, electrical level. It also appears that you guys are just problem solvers in general. You know, connectors, mm-hmm. people. You know, the experience that people get when they're doing business with your company, when they're probably stressed out because something in their home isn't working, is mm-hmm. a lot more positive than some people. Tell me this. You know, and don't spill the whole can of beans for the service industry here. How are you getting to those people's doorstep? You know how how especially in that Savannah area down there, that that South Georgia area. It's a pretty, mm-hmm. um, you know, it definitely takes up some space, but it's a pretty confined market. It isn't like there's a bunch of of huge cities outside of of where you That's are right. down there in Savannah. So, how is it that they're calling? your company to come out, you know, first or second, or at least throw in their hat in the ring. How do, how do you compete for that top of mind brand recognition?
1: The, I mean, between Google trying to stay, stay on top in Google, social media, uh, and then networking. Like you mentioned you are doing, uh, you have a virtual networking group. We, uh, I am the now third year president of the small business chamber of Savannah. Oh, cool. And on the on the board for Buy Local Savannah, And we've been the past, uh, my wife and I've been on the executive board for, um, leukemia lymphoma society. So we do a lot of networking, that type of stuff. And people see us out and about in the communities, but really, honestly, that's just your business owners. Um, that's getting in front of other business owners, but not necessarily consumers, homers, homeowners. And so, uh, being on Google, getting a lot of Google reviews, five-star reviews, as many as possible. They, that's a really big thing for us um having our guys and and we do a lot of guerrilla marketing to yard signs we put out at least a hundred yard signs a a month uh and the guys are putting out yard signs you stop at a stop sign they're putting out yard signs and we do little competitions inside there inside of our business um for uh placement of yard signs and and that type of stuff so um we really should do
0: that with stickers or something like that.
1: Yeah, we've done that too. We've done sticker sticker competitions too, where you can where you can get the craziest stickers. We had to tone that one back because uh, we started getting phone calls from municipalities <laughs> on that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, I could see that. I could see that.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 one of those things where it's like uh, we're always trying to just stay engaged with the audience, and and we're on all the social media, you know, uh, channels. We have, oh, you know, three, two, three, four thousand, depending on the, you know, what social media it is. Um, followers connected to our business page, which is abnormal for our industry. Most people sure. in our industry have like 150, 200 people that are connected with them on there.
0: Where are you guys going, man? It looks like you guys are scaling up. Like the, the process, the scale, the way that you speak about your business, and and just the tone, the the way that you approach your business has such a. Um, you know th- there's so much reflection on the actual process and scalability of your business where are you guys going is this like a like a franchise gig for you you're going to franchise it out and find some other people to kind of run some more locations or
1: well you know franchising probably not but i mean our target is to do uh 50 million with with 10 different locations doing 5 million each um and we we want to do that in the next 10 years and uh, one of the other things that's different about us is we're 100 percent remote also so most of our, I mean, most AC companies, uh, plumbing companies, they need a big warehouse. And I found that a lot of that's ego driven. You don't really need all that inventory, not to mention is very expensive to carry all that inventory uh, if you're just very deliberate with the way you do things. And so that's one of the things that from the get go, I wanted to be remote and I know that I can be remote up to up to 5 million uh, in revenue. And so that's kind of where where we're at as long as i can stay remote then we can morph into different service areas wherever we really like to be
0: sure tell me um i wanted to ask as well i got i got a couple of questions here completely unrelated <laughs> i wanted to ask about your outfit as well as that part of your strategy to, to yeah. kind of dress the way that so you're, you're very consistent you live and die oh, yeah. by the tie and yes. the orange a-
1: every day every day black and orange um okay Yep. It's, it's either a black, uh, button down shirt or a white button down shirt. And I try to stay pretty consistent with the orange tie. Um, every now and then I'll change it up a little bit, but for the most part, I try to stay, uh, very consistent. And it is a buddy of mine, Jesse Cole, he owns the Savannah bananas. And one of his things is, is he wears a yellow tuxedo. He's the guy in the yellow tux and everywhere he goes, he's wearing a yellow tuxedo. And one of his things is that, um, Attention beats marketing a thousand percent. And so when you think of an AC guy, when you think of a plumber, you don't think of a guy that wears a three piece suit. You think of someone, you know, in a dark blue Navy, you know, outfit, you know, maybe some Dickies and got like stains all over you and that type of thing. And so like all of our service guys all of our guys on our team, they wear khaki pants and um, they'll wear a black polo shirt or a black button down shirt. And once they're on the job site, I allow them to take them off because it gets hot and black in Savannah during the summer. But yep. uh, our undershirts are all orange. It's hot
0: and black in Savannah in the winter.
1: <laughs> yeah, it really does. I mean, it can be brutal, but it's, it's one of those things that that's our brand is black and orange. So, um, once they get there and introduce themselves, then they can take that off and their undershirts are all orange and they all say service emperor. They're all very consistent, but it's not the norm for our industry. And that's kind of the way that I wanted to bring that attention. Uh, and so with our wraps, our wraps are very attention grabbing and everything like that on our vehicles. And so, yeah, but the suit and it's just not normal. And so that's the reason why we do it.
0: Sure. Sure. And then as far as I wanted to ask kind of about the, the traction of the podcast as well, what, what does that brand look like for the podcast? What's the name of the podcast?
1: The podcast is called service business Mastery, And it's one of those things where it kind of happened, like the traction kind of happened by mistake. We, we we get typically about down 20,000 downloads, depending on the month. It could really range, uh, during some months, whenever the, uh, people who are listening, a lot of times they are guys in the vans and, uh, if it's during the summer, our numbers drop drastically because they're just going nonstop. Right. And the last thing they're thinking about is growth, you know, trying to be uh, really strategic in their growth process and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So that's Most when I remember the
0: summer are tired of growing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're like, stop, yeah. please stop calling me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's, but it, it is, it is what it is. But yeah, we, um, the thing about it is, is we've just been, Plugging along, we we unfortunately I have a huge backlog of of interviews because we interview two to three times every Wednesday and I release once every Wednesday, right. so we have like sixty five episodes that are just waiting to be released. And so yeah,
0: cool. Well, I've, does that sound familiar, my friend? <laughs> yeah, we do too. Um, but that's exciting, man. That's cool. It seems that you guys are really differentiating yourselves as far as the space that you're in. I look forward to being um connected for you i mean I'm, I'm looking i'm excited to see where you guys go see if we can assist you guys yeah um in your business in any way as far as our network and and you know, continues to grow your way. Very interested in kind of seeing what the community that you guys have developed down there with the small business council is as well. Um, Like I said, I love that stuff. Like our, our motivation is our network. When COVID hit, we had such an outpouring um, of support for all of the networking efforts and all of these types of efforts that we were making to really highlight our clients and referral partners that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, like that, that was the time business got fun. Yeah. Because all everyone wanted to tell you was, hey, this opportunity or this highlight or this made me feel this way or provided this much opportunity or money to my business. So that that is exciting to me. Mm -hmm. It's super exciting. So however, you know, as I continue to be more connected with people in Savannah, I'll definitely shoot them over to the resources over there with the small business council. But I wanted to ask you, kind of along with that, how can we help you? You know, how how can we up here in Atlanta help you guys with uh, your brand, your podcast, your clients—whatever it is that you guys are looking for.
1: Honestly, this is this is super helpful in itself because it's just sp- spreading the word, I guess. Um, and anything that's—I don't know—something that we didn't know that it was it was coming, or or uh, this is a trend that people are seeing. That's the biggest thing, and um, not really knowing the uncertainty is it's fearful for for small business owners. I mean, you know that that, that you're like, oh man, I don't know if we're going to be allowed to do this next year or uh, especially with, I mean, the PPP loan, whenever it came out and you're like, yeah, it's free money. And now it's not free money. Now it's taxes. Right. And now it's like, well, I don't even know. It's like, whatever. Uh, but yeah, hear, hearing that and sharing, sharing that kind of stuff and and anything, you know, merchant service related, like, that is something that business owners who, man, no, like a lot of times. So we, we use one that's associated with our CRM and it's because that's what our CRM has. I mean, it's, it's integrated there. It's easy for us to use, but I don't know if it is, it meets compliance. Like I don't, it's like a, a ignorance is bliss type scenario. And then once what um
0: what CRM do you use?
1: A service Titan.
0: Oh, cool. Yep. I'm very familiar
1: Oh, okay. I'm very so, fair. yeah, with ServiceTitan, it, it we, they have a CRM, and it's not. They, I mean, it's not a uh, uh, merchant service, but it's not theirs. But nope. it's one that they've you know brought on, and it integrates into their system. And so, it's very like if you use a different one, it may, they make it kind of difficult. It's it is difficult sure. to go into yeah. a different app. And I'll tell you, all I'll
0: that. tell you the the thought process behind that really quick you know, from yeah. a merchant services perspective is like. Let's take your company here, right? Let's take Service Emperor. Let's take you, replace you with a different business owner that wants to do, you know, 100 franchise locations. Like your goal is I'm going to make locations, make locations, make mm-hmm. locations as fast as possible. Well, Service Titan is going to charge you what? per user, per location, you know, like, I don't know whatever that is. So as you do your hundred location, you're like, golly, I'm paying service like $50,000 a month. Like what is going on here? You know, I'm I'm literally paying them $50,000 a month. I'll tell you with not service time. They're very built out. The integrations, everything that they have going on has been, you know, ruling your industry for Mm -hmm. years. Um, you can build something like that with invoicing employee management, all the payments, everything integrated in there to run your business that you own for like a hundred thousand dollars, you know what right. I mean like two months, two worth months, of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you find somebody like me that says instead of charging all your clients all your hundred location three percent and the maximum that I can charge you for it because nobody can switch because they all have to use your software. We do right. We we hey we're gonna save some money from them. We're gonna take the money and we're gonna split it with you. And we'll split oh, it you. with you as the owner. We'll keep some because we service all your clients and we'll make sure yeah. your people save some money. Yeah. So there's real value in integrated payments. We've done that probably a dozen times and we mm. we all but people find us and they're like I'm tired of paying fifty thousand dollars a month to these people. You know, like I don't want to pay thirty-five thousand dollars a month to my CRM anymore. I'm not doing it. What is another yeah. option? Like, hey, you can build your own. You can literally yeah. build your own and sell it to HAC companies and build it as your own business. It's like there's so much value in the technology, but the real value is in the clients. You know what I mean? Like, there's value only because there's so many people using it. there's so much traffic. It's just like anything. It's like once eyes on it and feet are under it and users that aren't going anywhere or a piece of the software, it becomes super valuable it's definitely one of those pieces is to a merchant services company you know what I mean so that's really the value of integrated payments as you as a business gets to have everything in one house mm-hmm. um, we as the merchant services company get access to all your clients you know that everything you know you at least only have to sign into one website if you ever have any questions exactly. about anything so mm-hmm. it is pretty cool and, and it's definitely something that more people um, more people that are locked into one space you know what i mean is like it's mm-hmm. not like you own an hvac company and a restaurant and a and a dance studio very true. you know yeah. what i mean like you you have very similar even though that would be awesome it'd be <laughs> it would be a way cooler way cooler interview We'd talk for hours um but it's really cool like if you, if you have that one place where you're pretty narrowed down everything kind of works the same way is like you you don't have to uh you know find all these different crms rely on these different pieces mm-hmm. of technology it's really cool that you know, it, it used to be one of those million dollar, like if you want something like this, it's going to be a million dollars in developers because yeah. you got to find a bunch of people that understand how to do it. Fortunately, and you know, going through some of those resources you went through with Georgia Tech is like, those people are yeah. becoming more frequent. You know, the, oh, yeah, that language actually. and the technology is improving so quickly that it isn't. It isn't a million dollar idea to build anything out of technology anymore. So that, that's what's something that we're excited about is like technology is becoming more of a commodity. There's going to yeah. be a time where you don't have the ability to say, get away from me. I don't want, you know, we, you can't switch. You have to use this person. You can't do this. You have to use mm-hmm. this. It's like eventually there's, there's going to be an ecosystem where everything talks to each other. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be an exciting day.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially and that's for how your we're- industry. Oh yeah. hundred percent. And and our industry is moving so fast at a rapid pace for years. I mean, 20, 30 years, we were stuck in the stone ages. I mean, we were way back there and now it's just, it's moving at a very fast pace. And like, I couldn't have been remote 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I couldn't have been a hundred percent paperless, a hundred percent remote, right? Just wouldn't have happened. Um, and so <clears throat> now it's, it's just a, the bright year for this to happen and the same with financing uh, before we, we were stuck with one finance company and now it's there's other finance companies that are slowly chomping away and they're like okay we can make this happen so yeah i agree with you 100 and you can there. present
0: and because you have that competition you can present financing with people without it being 24 yeah. percent fixed rate interest you know what i mean exactly. it's like hey if you oh, have yeah. decent credit you could probably get something decent for you. You know, it's, it's becoming more of that space, but I appreciate you being here, man. I, I really do appreciate the time that you've given us and telling us kind of a little bit about your business and what your expect, you know, expertise is in, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, uh, connecting with you guys more, seeing if we can really bring some value to you guys, because I really yeah. think our, our businesses speak the same language.
1: I agree hundred percent. I'm honored to be on the show and, and if there's anything that I can do please don't hesitate to ask. If anybody has any questions about operating a business remotely, a service business, I'd love to help them out. in That's well, my
0: next question? How do they find you? Uh,
1: servicebusinessmastery.com, uh, serviceemperor.com. On any social media, I'm at Tersh So Cool.
0: Cool. Yeah. I wanted to ask you this because we're at the end of the podcast. Yeah. You, what made you pick Orange? Um, You're not a volunteer, so, are you? <laughs> no, no. Are you a bulldog? No. No, I'm not a bulldog. Gator? Uh
1: if anything, it would be Georgia Southern. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that I mean, a lot. Go, go to a small local college. I mean, obviously I'm a tech fan, but um, you know, Georgia Southern's where it's at. Um because it's just it's just a bunch of good old boys, backwoods, rednecks and mm-hmm. like yeah, don't Statesboro's care. a lot of fun. Yeah. Statesboro, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, cool, man. I appreciate you, man. I think we're going to wrap it up. If you got anything else to say, you want to give a, a little outro, feel free. Um, but I think uh, I think I've asked all my questions, man. You're awesome. Appreciate you, cool, man. man.
1: Biggest thing that I want people to understand is um, they don't care how much you care. They don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care, and that's a, that's 100 a like that. That's with our podcast, with your podcast. If uh, if you're just out there spouting out knowledge, like yeah, whatever. But as soon as they realize that you're doing it for the right reasons, then then they'll just like fly on honey.
0: For sure. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah, you. Man. Burn the Thank ship. you.
1: Yeah, man.